Hi. You're listening to The Digital Dude. This is a podcast about digital learning in schools. I'm Michael Vick. And I'm Sam Shropshire. We're former teachers and current digital learning coaches. Technology is powerful. Get on the line and prepare to get plugged in. Thanks for tuning in. So guess what? We don't know how to count. That's what. <laughs> what episode are we actually on? Do you have oh, any idea? Oh, man, I, was, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> See, the thing is, is, and I'm sure like our audience know this, knows this, is because your list is the author. Like, the login is your email. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, and so, like, I have it. Like, I have that information, so I can go look at our stats or whatever, but I never, I don't have it memorized. I'd have to go look at that. Yeah. Look at those initial notes. I mean, we are now officially double digits. Oh, this it's is, 10. This so is we're episode, episode 10. 10. Yep. Good job, us. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, um, we, we are having fun with life. What are some big things that are going on for you right now? Well, we got Thanksgiving break coming up. We're both playing, we're both playing softball. Our softball team got first place in the fifth best league and the fourth <laughs> worst. Le- the fifth, we're the, now we're the first best team in the fifth worst league in slow pitch, yep. flower mound, yep. softball. I think I think they'll enjoy the story of our team. Uh, we've been playing for like eight years, and our team name is No Stars, and uh, that's kind of a, a pun on the fact that we're not very good, and so we're the opposite of all stars. Yeah, and just so we a lot all of heart. That's, yeah. We just have a lot of heart, <laughs> and we have a good group of guys. Yeah, we just have fun. It is fun. So Thanksgiving breaks coming up, so that means that you know decorations. Are coming out soon, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. You told you told me before we started recording that you were going to try to make fun of me for this. <laughs> so go go ahead, and tell everybody what's so funny. So I was kind of inspired by the movie, you know, Christmas Vacation, growing up, and so we've always tried to go bigger and better in Christmas decorations. And so last year was kind of the the climax. We actually got an award from the city of Corinth for having like the best inflatables, and of course, you know, my wife Katie and I were just so excited. And you know, Michael, do you want to tell them what kind of house you guys have? Oh yeah, no, I mean we live in a we live in a townhouse, and so we don't have a yard where we can put stuff like that up. We have a little little front porch. We could put some lights up, but it can't. We can't do anything like what Sam's talking about. Yeah, and it's just kind of funny because Michael will tell me, "Oh man, we we spent all day putting up Christmas decorations today," and I just I just kind of laugh. Cause Listen, can we just get <laughs> both both of you people listening? I need we need you to send Sam an email and tell him. How much trouble it is to pull a Christmas tree out of the attic. Actually, you know, we have we have five five Christmas trees in our house. We have the big one in the living whoa, room. Whoa, big one. Okay, Let's slow big, down. The biggest one compared to the other ones. <laughs> right. We have one of the we got one of those cool like skinny trees to save room and places to sit. Yep. And um, and then you know, upstairs we have our purple TCU Christmas tree in our bedroom, and then each kid has a tree. We have two kids. Each one of them has a little tree, and then there's another tree in the media room. So let's let's talk about numbers for a second. So you said five trees. Mm-hmm. How many boxes or tubs or however you want to classify what you pull? Oh, okay. So there were three and a half. Three. Yeah, one of them was like fall and Christmas. So that's the half. Three and a half. That might be our Fourth of July decorations. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I yeah. think, I think we are a little crazy. We are, we might be a up lot. to like a lot crazy. Twenty five <laughs> tubs, maybe. I don't know. Have it's, y'all put up Christmas stuff? Yet? We no, we're talking about it. In fact, today was a tentative day, but it, it didn't work out because my wife. I'm sure there's gonna be no surprise to anybody listening if they know her, but like she's really tech savvy too, 
and she's putting on this really cool lesson for people in her library where they're like recording with green screens and stuff like that. So she could not get out of work today in order to put up decorations, but I am putting pressure on her like, hey, it's, Novem gonna, it's November gonna, already. <laughs> yeah. Are y'all going to – normally Mary and I take a day every year and just kind of make it kind of a little tradition of let's take the day yeah. and play Christmas music really loud and put up Christmas decoration. But we did it on Sunday because I just – I had a lot of stuff going on at work. Didn't want to miss. Well, you say a day. We might have to take a week now. No. <laughs> it's just getting bigger <laughs> and bigger. Yeah. Anyways. So uh, back to uh, Digital Dudes. What do we uh, talk about today? Well, you know um, – Part of what we want to do is to inform everybody, and so we're we took sides kind of on this on this um, topic, but really ultimately we're just informing, right? So we're talking about in Canvas. If you want students to annotate on whatever assignment you're giving, and there's basically two options. I mean, do you know of any others? Well, there's. I mean, if you want to be creative, there's other ways to do it, like through Google Drawings or whatever, right? Oh you yeah. Can, you okay. could be you there's a lot of different Jamboard, ways. Jamboard, yeah, yeah. you could do something yeah. like that. All right, but we're basically talking about the two um, that we have at our disposal that we would recommend. Um, and that's Cami, Google Docs, Cami assignment is kind of what it looks like as the external tool. And then what's the other one? The other one is a new Canvas assignment feature, just it's called student annotation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what, what's kind of just to give some background on this, like we've talked about how our schools now all have Chromebooks, you know, and every every kid has a Chromebook, every teacher has a device. And so we're trying to, you know, do more digital things. And so annotating is a big step in that direction. Yeah. Chromebooks in general, uh, well, there's two different types of Chromebooks that students have on my campus and most campuses at, in this district. Um, some of them are annotation, but 80% of them, 90% are not. And so that, I mean, that makes it really hard to annotate using a trackpad. Now, I mean, you can get better just like any skill. You start annotating on a trackpad and you will get better. And the kids you'll find are more adapt, adaptable, like on getting, on making that happen. Because uh, they're, they're used to using that trackpad more than teachers, really. And, and they're at a younger age and so their brains are more, ad, you know, flexible, malleable, like the official word. And so... They're a little bit better than you think. So even if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, all of my kids have non-touch screens, you know, I think you might be surprised if you give it a shot. Well, and we're talking about, and it's, you're, you're specifically talking about annotating where like drawing with the trackpad or on the device, but there's other yes. annotation features. When we say annotate, that to me that encompasses a lot of different things. You're right. And then another, I mean, we're all progressing, right? Another problem is, I don't know if you guys, do you all have uh, styluses for your... No, Touch it's, it's on students' supply lists, but the collective rolling of the eyes when you hear <laughs> when you say that, it's like because kids don't bring them. Yeah, they don't bring the yeah. styluses, and we're not there yet. We, you know, we don't. I was pushing for the budget last year to get some styluses, but I think more that more teachers use it, the more they'll see the need for it. Maybe we'll get some good quality class set ones that we can use or something. That's the problem. You can go get like a 10 pack for five bucks at five below. But the problem with those is the film that's on the little rubber part that you write on that it, it goes away real fast, like within a day fast. Yeah. Uh, and so that's just, 
you can get cheap styluses, but they are that just that. They're cheap styluses. What you really need is like a Bluetooth connection stylus or something kind of like an Apple Pen. Well, and the thing that, you know, the Apple Pen has is that like fine tip. Yes. And there I have researched a lot about this and there's some alternatives on especially Amazon. You know, I got one for, for my iPad, for example, and it has like a tip like that and it was, you know, thirty bucks compared to a hundred. Yeah. But we're still talking better. about, you know, a full school's worth. Yeah. Thirty's a lot. It's a lot. Twenty's a lot. Yeah. Even five's a lot. But even if you start with, you know, let's say math classes, in classes yes. or stuff like that, you can keep on building up to it. That's true. That's true. And you can also check out touchscreens. I don't know what your situation is. At our, at our campus, most of the kids have a non-touchscreen, just a classic Chromebook. Um, but they can check out if there's something really cool, like uh, labeling different parts on something. Or that's that's not even as cool. But if students can create, <laughs> if, if you have an assignment where annotations worth it, you can check it out. It's a little bit a little bit extra steps, but it's totally doable. Well, I think almost every campus, uh, for sure either has the touch screens and has iPads too. So if there's something you guys, you know, you're hearing about when we're talking about the sanitation features that there's ways to make that happen no matter what. Yeah. So the district that Sam and I came from, all the students were one-to-one -one with iPads. And so we got a really good taste of what annotation could be through Canvas using that. And we were kind of bummed when we went to our, our new district and most of the kids were on Chromebooks because there was no, for the longest time, there was no way to annotate the traditional way through through Canvas until like, well, oh, two and or three so months ago. just so you know, ago. longest time is two years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 700 and 800 day now. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, no. In a, and so annotation, the, really the only option was Cami. In, in the district now and so we got to, we got used to it and it's not the same but it still is there and you know if we're talking about like implementing technology in classrooms the traditional teacher that's used to doing a lot of like worksheets and stuff this might be a good first step for that person like okay it's just substituting right but you can still transform a little bit into this and maybe that's a baby step and then you see some other features that might be included in your annotation tool and that might be encourage you to go a little bit further than just doing a worksheet digitally. Yeah, yes. Talking to, I mean, those of you who know in, instructional technology, digital learning, you've heard of the SAMR model, where I, I'm not gonna bore you, but like substitution's the basic level. Like you're basically taking something that you could do on pencil and paper and you're using technology as a substitute to do that same thing, it's just digitally. Yeah. That's, and then, and then after that, um, you go more into aug augmented augmentation where it's, you're taking a little bit further. You're using that technology to enhance it a little bit yeah. more. And then modifying, which means you totally recreate the assignment so that there's better learning happening. And then... Redefinition. Hmm? Yeah, like redefinition. Yeah, and then redefinition. Yeah. So that means you're completely doing something that wouldn't be possible before with te without technology and you're able to do it completely different now with technology. Yeah, reimagine. Yes. Exactly. So it's kind of exciting. And you know what? I don't care, you know, where a teacher is at, next steps, right? Whatever their next steps are. Wherever you are, if you're just comfortable with substitution, then try augmentation, right? But if you're not comfortable even with that, then try substitution. So just wherever you're at, always try to push yourself. Go next step. Yeah. So we're going to compare and contrast Cami versus just the 
I, I guess, native Canvas annotations, what you would call it, like the thing that's in Canvas automatically without using an external tool. Correct. Yeah. And just to give some background, um, we started using Cami last school year because Canvas didn't even have this option. And Cami, I think it's a really cool company. Like, I don't know if you went to any of the trainings with them. But I've been to a couple. Yeah, they're yeah. based out of New Zealand, which means that they always have a really cool accent when you're listening to their, <laughs> their trainings. And Go with Cami because of the people's <laughs> accents. That's our official advice. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> it um, but they were always super nice and super helpful and supportive and, like, really responsive. If you ever ask, I, I've got nothing, even though I'm going to be trying to convince people here to use Canvas Student Annotation, I've got nothing but good things to say about the company of Cami. The problem is that, you know, it does cost. It's an extra paid feature. Versus now, in Canvas, this last, actually May 15th, I looked it up today, May 15th, last school year, right at the end, Canvas rolled this, this student annotation feature out. So before, when you would have submission types, and you went to online, you would just have the, the text, the URL, the media recording, and the file upload. Now there's a fifth option, and it's student annotation. Yeah. And basically, you're, uh, with... Um the Canvas annotation, you're just pulling in a PDF, or any file, a PDF, even like a Word doc. You could pull in any file, and it just slaps a link on that assignment, and um, the kids can open that as their own and then submit right there. That's pretty much the gist of it, right? And there's not a lot of frills. Like, there's there's not a lot of, there's, you're limited on colors. You're limited on the the width of the drawing that you're doing. There's, there's some limitations, but if you just need, like, super basic, just get this done. I would say probably the coolest, not, I agree with you, they do have limitations, but the coolest feature in the Canvas annotation is where you can like drop your little pin and then you can add extra notes to it. Yeah. So yeah. if you have, let's say, I'm sorry, I'm social studies, a map of something and you're trying to describe like what happened in certain places on that map, they could just drop a pin on a location on that map and then type out some some of their learning or some of the cool uh, features that, or things that happened at that place. Yeah. Yeah, the little commenting feature. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so, I mean, look, I'll just give it, you got your comment, your commentation, your markup, you can add text, just straight text. Comment's a little bit different because it makes a little box to the side of the document. Yep. And then you, you can do your little strikeout. Well, you know what? Just to just kind of summarize for people, if you were used to when you're in speed grader as a teacher and you were looking at oh, a yeah. file upload, and you would have those annotation feedback features. I'm sure we've talked about on the show before. You have all those same features, but the students now have it on that dock. Yeah. And so it's, it's pretty easy to, to use. It's pretty – and you, you get the um, opportunity to use SpeedGrader when you do it, and you can annotate back, and then you can give feedback that way. So, it's, I mean, it's not a bad tool. It's better than nothing. Yep, Better than nothing. Definitely. Right. But it's not next level, which I think was where Cami is. I think... <laughs> well, tell I me think, about how Cami is right, next level. So, well, let's just start how to put it in there. So you, you, just like you were talking about your different options, you would click on external tool. For submission type. For submission type. You would go to external tool, and then you would find Google Docs, Cami assignment. Or is it Cami Google Docs assignment? I don't know. One of those I'm things. sure we're going to get hung up on that now. That I know. <laughs> I know. Whatever. So you, you find that, and then you click on it, and then you go into... It literally takes you... You might need to allow it, log in. It takes you into your Google Drive, and you can pick the item that you want students to annotate on. And so you pull that in, and then you press select, and you, put, and you bring it in. And what's cool is you can all, there's also a little check mark there where you can load it on a different tab. And I think that's especially important because 
on the canvas annotation, while you can go full screen, it puts you in that window within a window type of thing at first. And students don't always know that you can go full screen. Um, it's an extra step that you're hoping your students know, but they mm -hmm. may not. Whereas Canva, you can automatically have it load in a different in a different tab. And so you would do that, and you put it in there, and every time the kid lo loads in a new tab, it creates their own individual assignment. So if I make an assignment, call it, label these parts of a microscope, okay? Microscope label activity. And- um, Very creative. That, thanks, thanks. <laughs> pin, pinpoint accurate, no, I'm just <laughs> And so then the kid opens it and it becomes kid's name, Microsoft activity. Yeah, so Cami, you know, it's really more than just an annotation tool. It's got um, a dictionary there, a read aloud feature. Now some of these, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, some of these features are paid. So Cami is something that our district pays for. Not sure completely how much money they, they pay for it, but yeah, our district pays for it. But a lot of these features are free. Um, I, I would probably guess that the free version is similar to Canvas annotation. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, so if you don't have either, or sorry, if you don't have Cami, the full version, but you do have Canvas, I'm sure you'll get the same features from the right. free version. Right. So there's, I mean, there's other really cool things, too, that you can do in Cami. You can add different media. Um, you can add, oh, what was the other thing you could add? Well, the thing I really like about it is that whole how you can have the live annotations going on all at the same time. So it can be kind of like yes. a Google Doc, how a bunch of people are on it, all working on it at the same time, but it can now add that annotation feature too. Yeah, so you get all the beauty of like your Google sharing, it's working um, at the same time, your collaboration, feedback, all that stuff live. Plus, I, almost in the back end, like you, give, you have a folder, the kid has a folder, so you can access this stuff without going through Canvas files or whatever you would have to do. Um, on the Canvas annotation. Well, you say Canvas files, but I mean, it's gonna be organized in that assignment too. But, but okay, so when the class concludes though, at the end of the term, you're- It's probably going away. Yeah, I mean, there is a download button on the annotation tool though, I noticed, so, but you'd have to, you know, be proactive in that. Yeah, that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. The other big thing I wanna point out here is the general aesthetics of Cami um, seem a little bit better, or really more, Canvas annotations a little bit clunky. Things take a little while to load. Um, I already mentioned gonna, kind of the I'm going to have to disagree with you on this point. Okay. Because, like, Cami is an external tool, so in essence, it is going to take longer to load versus something that's already built into Canvas. Let me tell you a story. Tell me a story. So, in preparation of this episode, <laughs> I went and played with both. I, I made a... I, add a student to my little practice course, and I went in as a student um, for each, you know, the Cami, you know, just like anybody doing their research, right? Of course. Um, and I went in, and really without even thinking about it, I put in a PDF and I started annotating on it. On the Cami PDF annotation, I was highlighting stuff, I was striking through, writing boxes, you know, the normal stuff. And then on the Canvas annotation tool, I felt this strange desire <laughs> to do all my annotating on the side. Like, I, I, it was really weird. Like, I felt like this was the item and the material in the item, and then I had to write off on the side of it. I didn't feel like I was in the assignment the way I was with Cami. What you're saying sounds very subjective. Okay, well, that's not what this is all about. Of course. <laughs> but here's the thing. I completely agree with you. Cami is 
way better. I mean, their whole company is built around making the sanitation tool. Canvas likes adding features to get, they kind of like, oh, will you do that? Well, we'll try to do our own version of that. And mm -hmm. it's not as good as somebody that completely focuses on that, for sure. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what the point of all this is. Like, I think that... Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think it'd be cool to talk about some options. ways that you can use the annotation feature in your class. Like, some people think, oh, this is only for a document where they're going to, like, write their answers, right? But you could, if you're an English teacher, you can put up a text and have them highlight or annotate on where inferencing is located yeah, in this text. Yeah. yeah, highlight the thesis, write, rewrite whatever grammar, yeah. or, you know, stuff like Do that. Do grammar stuff. Or, you know, you can put an image in. Some people think it's just got to be text, right? You can put an image in. And then, like, for math, couldn't you, like, put an image of a park and now they have to try to annotate and recognize shapes. Yeah, or find the see. slope of all the different items in the park there or something like that. See, now you're going above my head. Oh, yes, that, that sounds be... great. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Make I'm just saying that, like... Or, or how about, like, a roller coaster? That'd be that. Cool. That would be neat. Yeah. But I just want people to actually start annotating. I think that's a really good use of our digital tools. It doesn't matter what feature you use, Canvas or Cami, right? Mm -hmm. It's important that you get kids in there and they start working with these digital tools. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to call any uh, specific teachers out, but I get this blowback all the time. Well, kids don't want to do it on the Chromebook, they'd rather do it on paper. And I just look at them like, what do you think these kids are going to be using the rest of their life? Do you really want to bet that they're going to be on paper the rest of their life? Or do you really think that they're going to be using these digital tools? And, and of course, they, they can't argue against that. So I'm like, let's make them uncomfortable right now, but it's better for them in the future. Yeah. I mean, I used to have this um, back when I was in the classroom. Um, I had the assistant principal's daughter in my class. Um, and she fought it tooth and nail. She wanted to write on paper 100%. And then her, her dad also kind of, who was the assistant principal, also agreed with her, and I'm like, well, you know, let's think about this. What do you think is going to be more important at the end of the day? The ability, the skill to annotate on an iPad, say that it's the right file, and then turn it in, like, and share it or whatever it is, however you're using it. Those skills or the um, actual skill of finding the length of a hypotenuse of a right triangle or whatever skill it is that we were working on. And, you know, it, it takes some time, but you know what else takes time? Learning how to write to begin with, right? When you're in kindergarten or younger, you know, whenever the kids are learning how to write, writing's difficult then, too. That's why annotation is hard, because they're like kindergartners. All over again, That's learning that brand new skill. Right, and, yep. and so let's learn how to do that instead of avoiding it. Yeah, anyways. Hopefully you guys are motivated, want to start doing some annotation in your, your class. If uh, you need some brainstorming ideas, I know that you probably have some DLC or somebody like that at your school that can would love to brainstorm with you. I love Be Creative Like That. Yeah. Use it. Love it. Yep. Do you want me to put a wrap? Yeah, let's do it. Wrap it. Bye.